Hello and welcome to Real Professional, the podcast where real professionals talk to real professionals. I'm DreadXP Rock on Tour Jan Solstrom, today joined by production assistant Abby Smith, aka Scruncho. Say hi, Abby. Hello. Also joined by head of production Ted Hinchke. Say hi, Ted. Hello, everyone. And our guest today is the writer of the amazing horror movie host and the upcoming game Ghosts. It's Jed Shepard. Say hi, Jed. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Um, so I think it's going to be a good show. So DJ, drop that sick beat. So, who wants their spooky gamer safety update in honor of Jed being on today? Ooh, me. Me. I'm always excited for it. You know it's what I live for, man, so just just hit me with it. Okay, so I've been looking into the world of haunted Twitch streamers. Is anybody else aware of this situation? I was not, but... Like, are, they, are okay, so the, the streamers are haunted, or the stream is haunted, or what's the situation here? So there's a subset of Twitch streamers who didn't really find success in playing games. I mean, there's a lot of Twitch streamers that's going to happen. Um, so they started to experience paranormal activity in their homes while they're streaming. And it's this small kind of niche subculture of Twitch streaming, where it's like, they're not watching to see the game that's being played... They're watching to see what spooky thing is going to happen in the background. I'm sort of aware of that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's all total and utter uh, hogwash. So it's it's so it's the ones that I've seen are so fake, unbelievably fake. Are are, are they even like good actors though? No, it's a Twitch streamer, Abby. Have, uh, uh, just, okay, yeah. I, I just had to ask. You never know. You never well, know. Abby's a Twitch streamer, and have you ever had anything haunted happen on your stream, Abby? Um, not that I know of. No, I- I'll have to go back and look at some footage to see uh, if there's anything going on. But not that I know of. So, are the hauntings like Twitch-related hauntings? Like, are they like, oh no, my chat's messing up. That must be a ghost, or is it like a bookshelf falls It'll, down in the back? It's like, oh, the door behind me on my face cam closed unexpectedly. Oh, crazy. You know, this seems like a very easy way to, like, you know, back in the day when people would get, like, other people to play their games for them and then they'd pretend to play? They could now blame it on ghosts. Like, oh my god, it was the ghosts. Like, what's going on in my game, you know? This is messed up. I want to see, like, a, a thumbnail on YouTube that's like, ghost helped me with my bl- my blindfolded speedrun. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, I'm going to start doing it, guys. I'm going to start doing it. We can make our own uh, dread uh, branch of haunted streams. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to talk about haunted streams because uh, Jed is kind of like the king of haunted uh, live streaming media with uh, host. Mm-hmm. So I had to tie it into Jed's work somehow. Oh, um, I did look into a lot of these Twitch streamers because obviously did a bit of research um, into um, this kind of thing. And yeah, it, it was just always 
someone posting in, in the chat on, on a live stream, hey, look, I don't want to scare you, but I saw the door behind you move. And then the Twitch streamer would be would have the worst accent, essentially, and just turn around and said, no, this is weird. It's the one-year anniversary of, of my uncle who died in this very room. And it would be, it'd be stuff, stuff like that, really cheesy. And yeah, it's it's just awful. There's, there's compilation videos on YouTube of all the best kind of spooky things that have happened to Twitch streamers, and they are universally awful. Yeah, I mean, it's a YouTube compilation. They, they're not there to be good. I would... I. I need to queue up some of those. We should watch those for movie night. Some uh, Twitch haunting compilations at some point. I mean, I, it's it's a it's a really good premise for a film. Like you know, it, it's less it's less good in real life. Like I mean, I don't know, but not everything that would make a good movie would make a good real life like entertaining thing to watch. Like I, I doubt that like something like I don't know Halloween would be like that fun to watch like a live stream of. It would be mostly just like someone like dancing in their living room and then getting stabbed for like two seconds. Well, we, we recently watched, um, the live streaming Halloween movie. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Halloween resurrection. Right. Yeah. With uh, Buster rhymes. Yeah. That's the only Halloween film I've seen. And after that, I think it's, I'm good. You know, I now get the gist of the whole franchise. It's probably the pinnacle. That, that movie's kind of like the, the grandpappy of, of Jed's work on host. Like I, I would, Oh, I would like to think that you. Yeah, no, it's like I'm. I'm a big fan of um, some of those kind of like late '90s, early 2000s Halloween movies. But yeah, I think the granddaddy for uh, host is. uh, I mean, of course, it's like Blair Witch Project and and um, the British fan footage film. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Ghost Watch. It was like a, a '90s. TV one-off TV show for Halloween in 1992. That's kind of like the um, inspiration for host, really. I'll I'll never forgive Shudder for taking Ghostwatch down because yeah, I uh, I didn't grow up in in England at all, but I have a special soft spot for Ghostwatch. Um, that and it's it's kind of like the modern day War of the Worlds broadcast. Like the BBC was inundated with calls from people freaking yeah. out about Ghostwatch. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible, and like, I mean, if you watch it now, uh, yeah, it's a little bit cheesy, but I think it's still quite effective as as well. And we, um, myself and Rob Savage, Rob directed host, we're massive fans of Ghostwatch, and and the the person behind it, Stephen Volk, and we thought if we could do anything, even a fraction as good as Ghostwatch, then we'll be we'll be doing all right. And um, and yeah, so I recommend watching Ghostwatch if you haven't already. It's um, it's incredible. But that was real life. That wasn't a movie. Ghostwatch. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry you didn't find out this way. It's uh, it's yeah, it's close to real life, and it's also an inspiration for for the video game Ghosts as well, which I'm sure we'll get onto at some point. I mean, that, that you just you just totally torpedoed my excellent transition between Ghostwatch to Ghosts Watch. So thanks, Jeff. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. You no, it's good. I didn't actually have show. one. Like, I hadn't actually come up with one yet, but now I can act indignant like like I did. So I get the best of both worlds, right? I, I can seem clever without actually having to be clever. So we, uh, Ted and I interviewed you, Jed, a few months ago, I think back in yeah. ugh, May or June about ghosts. Where Where's ghosts at uh, since then? Like, where are we at? So we've been filming ever since. I can't remember if we'd actually filmed anything. Um, 
for the video game when we l- I think we might have done one block uh when we last spoke. But yeah, we've just been shooting shooting, 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 tweaking and tweaking, tweaking um the game, playing around with demos and figuring out what we need to do. Um we still actually need to do a, a, a tiny little bit uh in the next couple of weeks and then and then we're done and then it'll just be more tweaking until until the delivery really which is ultra soon too but yeah it's it's been fun and like we've been we've added a lot of cool names to it some we've announced some we haven't but um actually even when i was in la last week we shot a little bit of something that's going to end up in ghosts but to me it's really scary and really original and really fun which is the main thing and I think it kind of really blurs the line between film and, and, and video game and not just in a passive way where you're just like in some full motion video games where you're literally just a passive passenger just watching things that happen. This is not like that. This will feel like it's life or death because you are transported into um, the position of being the producer director of a, of a live TV show. And yeah, if you don't do your job, then people will die. So, for the folks that are unaware out there that are listening to this, that, that are like, what are they talking about? Could you give us like a, a brief synopsis of, of what Ghosts is going to be? Sure. Um, so, Ghosts is a full-motion video game, uh, which is like a live-action video game. Um, some of the precedents, I would say, is something like Night Trap. But obviously, Night Trap is kind of boring, but I'm fond of it. Um, or Phantasmagoria. Yeah, I think I think those are the two uh, comps that kind of fit well. Phantasmagoria meets Night Trap meets Host, I guess, with a little bit of Ghost Watch. And it is about uh, a live TV show. The conceit is you are the producer-director of a live TV show called Ghosts, which is a reality TV ghost hunting show, which is on a terrible cable channel on British TV that nobody watches, and Ghosts is their flagship show. And this is your last chance as the producer director to come up with an interesting TV show that will get the viewers in. So your show isn't cancelled. And so the channel isn't cancelled itself as well. So you spend the night in an outside broadcast van outside what's supposed to be the most haunted house in the UK. And you're on this van looking at a bunch of screens, uh, looking around you, all the things inside the van. But you send these five girls who are from a popular horror film um, into this haunted house to um, investigate the spooky things that are meant to have happened in the house. And also, you have to deal with the host of the TV show, played by Alice Lowe um, and Scroobius Pip. And you can send them off on their own various adventures. Alice uh, speaks to all of the neighbours on this street. This particular street is the most haunted street in the UK. And you see her as she interviews the neighbours, and you find out little bits of of the legend of the creature known as the Long Lady. Um, And uh, you may know that the Long Lady was designed by Trevor Henderson, uh, who is the creator of Siren Head, and is um, fabricated by uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. So I've been working with those guys. Um, yeah, and there's, I don't think there's ever been anything like this before, and maybe there won't be again. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's incredible. It's 
it's incredible uh this project and working with uh the five main girls from host as well but like my good friends yeah dream come true really um i can't wait for people to play it but that, that's that's the gist of it it's kind of uh it's it's nice in a way you're um probably our last podcast recording for the year before the holidays and everything and then our first recording of next year is actually Trevor Henderson. He's coming on to talk about ghosts as well. Nice. Oh, brilliant. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he's... Me and Trevor, we have quite a few projects in the pipeline, actually, um, after ghosts. Um, uh, so maybe there'll be something else announced. Maybe two things announced by the time you speak to him next. It's a few things we can't. I can't talk about right now. But yeah, me, me and him are kind of a... Uh, a team now, which is great. How ominous. I know, it's so mysterious. Whenever he and I were setting up times, he said that he's not even seen the full long lady from Jim Henson's Creature Workshop yet. He... That's interesting he said that. <laughs> but um, I don't think he's seen it in motion. Um, he's definitely seen the long lady. Um, but he hasn't seen, maybe he hasn't seen what she can do, or and he hasn't seen her in context of the game yet, I think. I don't think I've sent him that. But yeah, I know he's extremely excited to, to play it himself. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good one. Hopefully people love the long lady in a way that they love Freddy Krueger. Um, in so much as she's not just the antagonist, she is three-dimensional and um yeah and, and, and hopefully people it's hard to say like her because she's the bad guy but um i hope people want to see more of her yeah that'd be great i mean i i think it's an interesting way to like try to make a game you know in the fmv style um like what kind of led you to to wanting to do the next project entirely as a game so um and I can't remember what story I told you the last time, but if it changes, apologies. <laughs> but um, essentially, I was um, it was Halloween last year. That's when I came up with it. It's, it's that kind of that recent Halloween last year. Host was in the cinemas in the UK, in 150 cinemas. We were doing Q and As all over the place, and I was just having a good time uh, hanging out with with my friends and like girls from Host and. Throughout lockdown, I was playing a lot of these full motion video games that Limited Run Games had re-released um, on the Switch. Um, they did Night Trap. They did uh, a Double Switch, which is the Corey Haim game, which I, for some reason I'm obsessed with, even though it's not a great game. But I, I like the mechanics of how they how the game progresses. Um, so I just I just had that in my mind. And I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a full motion video game um, with my friends? And then, of course, like I have no experience in game development, so it was like a pie in the sky uh, thought. But then a couple of days after that, coincidentally, um, Visible Games got in touch, who are, who are game developers, and they asked me if I had any horror game ideas because they they just made a, a couple of horror games and. I'd heard of them. So I said, well, actually, I do have an idea. Let's ju jump on Zoom. So we jumped on Zoom. I pitched them my idea. Um, and they said, this is cool. And I said, but the main thing is, I want this game to be locked so it can only be played at 10 p.m. 
And of course, like everyone else has said, do not do that. That is absolute suicide for a game. People will want to play the game when they, when they have time. You shouldn't dictate. Um, but then I explained why, because it has to be live. You have to feel like you are doing a live show, and the show starts at 10 p.m. It's a late-night reality TV show. Um, so the only way to do that, to make people feel like it's authentic, is to lock the game but it only works at 10 p.m. So they were like, okay, well, well, we can do that. So I'm just lucky that I teamed up with developers who knew exactly why I wanted to do it and how to, to execute it. Um, and what they've done is absolutely magical. Like, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I was there when it was being filmed, but like just the demos, like it, you feel like you're really there. You feel like you're right there um, in the action. So I think the code the code that they've done for this for this game as well is gonna be something that can be reused for other games to gamify other film ideas. Um it's gonna be really interesting. That that's the that's the secret source, this like code that they've created um to make a full motion game more than just a classic full motion game. This is incredible. Um so, so yeah, it's um, it's all, all based on me just playing loads of games on lockdown, and then also wanting to hang out with my friends more. And uh, they, whatever crazy idea I come up with, they they just say yes straight away, which is very lucky. So, um, um, got to make this game with 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 some great people, and and also, um, obviously, I'm a massive Jim Henson fan and Trevor Henderson fan. So, um, I rope them into it as well and and yeah so it's, it's a real cool collaboration and with lots of cool people i mean that's a pretty good motivation is to just like want to do cool shit like i wanted to do that's something it that was unique and i wanted to do cool shit <laughs> that, that's it it's literally i want to do cool shit no one no one's gonna just let give me a game so i'm gonna i have to make it from scratch so i have to come up with the idea no one's gonna give me Bioshock Infinite Two or something like that. I have to just create a franchise from from scratch. And my whole idea for this game as, as well is like I want to tell stories in different mediums. Like the the game industry is like five six times bigger than the film industry. So if I have a, a cool story I want to tell, why wouldn't I want to reach the widest possible audience? So um, telling it in game form is so 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 interesting to me. Um, and of course I can. Um, adapt it into a film at some point as well or a tv show and i think when people play ghost they'll realize it the world is far far bigger than just kind of the main storyline so so yeah i'm excited to see when the game's out to see what happens next really so what are some of the challenges that you found like trying to get into the games space versus the indie space i mean the versus the film space like because with indie indie films, like you know, host kind of it kind of came out of nowhere and and did really really well. And I mean, that's in no small part to you, you know, going out and trying to get people to watch it. But you know what I mean? It's like you know, it was uh, an unusual path to success. And you're trying to kind of do the same thing again with a game. Um, you know, has, mm-hmm. have you found that the similar tactics are working, or are you you know finding that the space is a little bit different, or what, what, what's been your experience so far? There were no tactics for hosts. It, like, we had, we didn't even have a trailer or a poster. It, it just dropped, and it was just word of mouth. 
Um, like we hadn't, we, we, we thought it was like a throwaway movie while we waited to see the Sam Raimi movie that me and Rob were doing. Um, yeah, we just made it with our friend in a very, with our friends in a very short space of time for very little money. So we, we genuinely just did not think it would blow up like it did. Um, so yeah, I'm still, I'm still incredibly shocked about how successful it is. Um, and yeah, it kind of just catapulted us into this, into this rarefied air where like people like really like loved it and um yeah it's uh, i feel really really lucky um but i've always said that like people think we're an overnight success but it's taken 10 years of making shorts um to be an overnight success um we've been making stuff together this entire team since like 2012 um and yeah so we've always been around it's just people have suddenly found us um but yeah, like I, I again, there, there were a lot of barriers to, to to making anything, and to make a film, it's really really difficult. And because we had very low expectations for the host, um, I think that really helped. Like we didn't really feel any pressure whatsoever. We didn't think it would reach a wide audience, so we just did what we really wanted to do, and and maybe that helped it become what it was because it wasn't. Um, based on following a particular trend. In fact, it was actually announced two weeks before it was released, and the comments we got on, on the articles where, where it was announced that it was a Zoom movie was just universal hate. It was like, this is going to be the worst film ever. He wants to watch a movie on Zoom. Um, and we were like, oh, wow, okay. Like, a little movie, like, people are going to hate this when it's out. But it was, to the contrary, when it came out, it was... It was crazy. It was actually Dread Central was one of the first uh, websites to, I think on day one, like they were the first ones to come out to say nice things. I mean, we're like, oh, wow, cool. We're glad like someone likes it. And then it just continued from there, really. Um, and yeah, and the same when I announced this game straight away. And like, it got a lot of press on day one, like again, I'm guessing it's because of host and people, or maybe it was a novelty that who is this guy who's just decided to make a game out of nowhere. Um, so you've got a lot of press, and of course, if you've got a lot of press, you have a lot of people that question your motives, who question uh, the whole concept, especially locking the game for 10 p.m. That came up every single time. There was articles saying, like, this is the worst idea ever. Like, um, this is alienating people. People were saying, but I go to work. How dare you, how dare you make a game that's going to inconvenience me? And I'm just like, make your own game then. I'm just making the game I want to make. I, like, I don't have any preconceived ideas. This is going to be the greatest game of all time. I really hope it is. I really hope it's in for me. It's, it's the greatest game I've made so far. Um, but I just want to make cool stuff. I want to make original games that no one's kind of thought of before. And, I think this unique feature really, it's less of a gimmick. It's more of a, it's essential to the plot. You, if I want someone to feel like they are there, I need to make sure that um, the the time is is an aspect of it, that you have to stop everything you're doing because your job is to keep these people alive. Your job is to run this this, um, TV show and the TV show starts at 10 p.m. because it's live. So it all kind of makes sense to me, and uh, I didn't realize it would trigger a lot of people. 
Um, it's kind of calmed down now. It's I think now um, with the the recent press for it, people like, seem to get it a little bit more. But yeah, I always think you're going to get a little bit of pushback when a new idea has kind of comes out, and uh, and again, you can't please everyone all of the time. Um, but yeah, I can't remember so, what your original question was, but but there you go. <laughs> it's mostly about expectations, you know. Like basically, you know, uh, a lot of the 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 perception of you know host is you know like it came out of nowhere. I know that you've been around for a long time making stuff, but this is the one that blew up in the way that you weren't expecting. And you know, when when you're moving into a new space like entirely with games, do you feel like the pressure is on even more because of the expectations of host, or do you feel like that the pressure is somewhat relieved because it's like a new space and there's you don't have any expectations within this this entertainment area? You're exactly right. I think it was more than the next film is where the pressure is a difficult second album but because this is brand new and um my expectations for people's reactions to 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 the game are um different i'm like i think it would be very silly of me to expect this to be universally praised it's a full motion video game they universally hate it like people like i know what people think of full motion video games i'm very very aware of it um people there's a stigma with formation video games. There is. People just think they're not as good uh, as regular games. And that's that's fair enough. And that almost draws me more to it. I always like the underdog. Um, and again, for all of Night Trap's faults, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting game. And it tried something different at the time. So I'm always going to lean more towards stuff like that. And um, I personally don't feel any pressure um, for the game. Um, I'm I'm more excited. It's it's like a new challenge to me. Um, it, for the second game I do, which um I have, well, I've maybe even signed up to game two and three, but like I I do have other things in the in the pipeline because obviously when I after I announce Ghosts, then people start coming and and asking me to to do stuff, and I've had some very very interesting things I've um attached myself to. But, but yeah, for this one, I I'm not worried. Um, it's the films, it's the films that there's pressure because how do you top a movie that got 100 percent on Rotten Tomato, the, the highest rated film of 2020? The it's already in a lot of the best horror films of all time lists. It's it's downhill from there. That's that's what I think. It's really difficult to top that. Um, but yeah, for games, it's brand new. So. Um, yeah, I'm more just really excited, and I can't, I can't wait. And like, I know there will be some people who won't like it. Again, it's full motion video, but for the one or two people that come to me and say this is an amazing experience you've created, then that that's all that matters. So I uh, I talked to I don't know if you're familiar with Wales Interactive and their work. Um, they they go heavy on. I know heavy. them very well. Yeah, I had uh, a couple of really long in-depth interviews with them earlier in the year, uh, probably just a month or two after we spoke. And, um, they talk about, you know, they, they started out as a combination of a movie company and an indie games company. And they talk about the challenges that the pandemic has brought up for filming. Did you run into any of those issues filming for uh, ghosts? 
No issues filming ghosts. I mean, I'm using the same crew as 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 host and all of our other stuff too. So it's the exact same crew. Um, so they're my friends, like genuinely. Um, I know the whole narrative around host was was a bunch of friends, but so was ghosts. I I only use people like I already knew. Um, I kind of like that family atmosphere, and we're all in it together. So they were the, I mean, the only issue really, like shooting ghosts, is just um, having to think about the game side of it as well. So had uh, representatives from the development team there on on set to make sure the stuff we were doing could actually be gamified in in the right way. Um, but no, and and but I, I love Wales Interactive, by the way, and. and Obviously, they were one of the companies that came calling uh, to me. So, um, so yeah. So, so maybe, maybe me and them will do something in the future. We'll we'll see. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of their stuff and 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 how they do things and 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 yeah. And they're just a great bunch of people as well. Really nice. Yeah, I talked to them uh, right before the release of Nightbook. Um which was a really fun horror experience, but they talked about things like making it a community effort with quit with uh, Twitch integration and things like that. Are, are you looking to uh, like aim for any community integration with uh, ghosts or is it supposed to be, uh, you know, turn off your lights, put on your headphones. It's just you experiencing this kind of thing. Um, there is a community experience to do with ghosts, but um, the, uh, it's, it's best left unsaid until it's played because people will discover that themselves. And for those that contributed to the, to the Kickstarter, um, when, because we, this is how we funded it as a Kickstarter. Um, they will, uh, the, the sense of community there, cause there, there is a ghost discord, by the way, where people are pouring over every single tweet I've ever made and trying to find clues as to what happens in ghosts. Um, but they're, and they're already trying to work out things based on pictures like I've put out and stuff that Trevor has, pictures Trevor has put out for ghosts about the long lady. They're trying to work out what's going on as well. So the, the game's kind of already started for some people. Um, but yeah, there is real-world integration um, within the game as well, very much so. Um, but I can't talk about that too much. Yeah. Just yet. I... I um... You, know, you talked about no like huge marketing push kind of thing but I will say as someone who works in social media I really dig the teasers that are coming out like on Twitter just the simple you know stuff that Trevor's made just glimpses of the long lady blurry photos like I, I love that old yeah. old school internet style of marketing where it's like here's a spooky thing you'll find out more whenever the game releases like you're not putting it all out there and that bit of mystery yeah. i think is what's drawing a lot of people in because i really want to fucking know what your game's about but i oh, have yeah. like and blurry <laughs> photos <laughs> there's 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 more of that coming as well uh up, up to the game's release there's something quite big actually um i've thought about uh other things similar to this and I've, I've seen what works and seen what doesn't work and um, there will be multiple ways to find out more about this world so not just from in this in the game the world is uh, gonna leak into into other forms of, of media and um, you'll get that before the game comes out it's uh it's very exciting and in fact the 
again, like I have to be very careful because I don't want to spoil it for people who were like going along. But there, there is an element of um, ARG to, to the whole thing as well, of course, that have, has already started and people are already going on that journey and will be on that journey for a long time after the game comes out as well. Um, the game is extremely repeatable as well. It's not like, say, Night Trap, where there's only really one way to go. This is you, you could play this so many many times and and get different things happening um but yeah it's um it's an exciting experiment and hopefully because we have the code now we can do it again and again and again and again um if we have the right stories that is so who keeps the uh who keeps the long lady puppet i've got it in my bedroom i've got it in my bedroom <laughs> no joke it's um I, I, it was in my lounge, but I was just like, it would be really funny if it's like um, in the corner of my room, just just like fourteen foot tall, like just kind of bent over, like just oh, it's 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 scary as hell, <laughs> it's scary as hell. But then like I've just done some uh, something else, like unfortunately I can't talk about for another horror thing where um, it's another kind of big puppet, and that's on the other side of my bedroom as well. So eventually I'm just going to be surrounded by puppets and just be like this weird guy. He just talks to, talks to my creations. <laughs> There's so many secrets. It feels like high school again, where you like want to know like what's going on all the time. This 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 is what it feels like. Oh yeah, e- even like the people who are in it, even like the the, the five girls from a hostel in Ghosts, like they sometimes just like text me and go, "I've just realised what's going on," and I'm just like, "Yeah," like because I tried to keep a lot from them. Um, just so when they experience it on set it's a surprise to them and there were surprises on set as well um built into it because we gave them a certain level of freedom uh and i don't want to spoil too much but essentially the 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 location that we we picked we essentially made it a real spooky experience for them uh we set a lot of things up and in the game, you'll you'll wonder, oh, did they know that this was going to happen? Um, is this fake? A lot of it is real to the girls. A lot of them is, is they did not know that was going to happen um, to get their real reaction. Uh, maybe they knew, maybe they knew um, it's something like that was going to happen at some point, but they didn't know when or how, um, because you know. It's, it's it's kind of interesting to get a real reaction, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just still tripped cool. out by the fact that you have two giant puppets hanging out in your room. Like, how do you sleep? Like, you know, whenever you wake up, and you're kind of groggy. I don't want to see a 14 foot tall puppet leaning over in my bed. <laughs> I, I, that'd fuck me right up. Yeah. Oh, I, and she's extremely creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, you should start selling them online. I'd rather take that over like a body pillow or something like that. You know, I'd rather have like creepy puppets or clown dolls. Well, I, I guess because Jim Henson's Creature Shop made it like it's it. There's an element of um, like you know, it's 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 quite nice rather than kind of scary. Even though, like visually, it's scary. It's like you you know, like she's. She's essentially a sister of the Muppets in like, um, like Sesame Street. So, you know, it's uh, it's cool. And like, um, and again, I'm, I'm. It's not the only 
time I'm going to be working with Jim Henson's Creature Shop as well. Um, I've got some things with them, um, like in, in the works as well. So, yeah. Okay, have you seen those? Um, it's like the animatronic heads, like the puppet heads used for the Ninja Turtle movies. Uh, are popping up for sale on different marketplaces lately. And they look even more terrifying. So in like 30 or 40 years, is someone going to find like the long lady leaning over in an attic somewhere and just offhandedly kill someone by heart attack? Hopefully, hopefully she will um, be enough of an iconic creature, um, not just in games as well, by the way, um, that I would, I will look after her as as well as I am now. I'm, I'm very, very, very careful with her. Mostly because I'm I'm the biggest Jim Henson Creature Shop fan ever, so I, I want to take real good care of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really let people go near her. Um, uh, well, mo- mostly because I'm worried that people are going to take a picture of her and put her online, and that will spoil everything. Um, even when we were shooting like a few weeks ago, we were shooting some um, some little things with her. Um, in public, essentially in public on this on the street, I was so so worried about like the neighbors to this house, like just taking photos through the curtains. So it was it was mostly she had to be covered by like a like a blanket until the very last moment, then revealed, and then we do we film some stuff and then covered again just so no one um, can take any any secret photos of her. Because um, I do I don't want anyone to properly see her face until you see her in the game. Damn, that is... And it's going to be terrifying. That is a <laughs> level of secrecy that is maddening. Like, I now I want to know, mm-hmm. like, what she looks like. <laughs> you got me all fucked up, Jed. Like, yeah, he does this purposely. He does, yeah. Making like, us all, like, crackheads over here. If you find out where I live, and you get a ladder, and you take and you uh, take a ladder up to the my bedroom, and you look through the window, um... As well as seeing me asleep, you may see the long lady looming over me. So that's that's the only way you're going to get a preview at the moment. You know, at this um, point, it might be easier to find out your address than it would be to find out the secrets of, of what's going <laughs> on. So I think that we can actually arrange that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the easier <laughs> method is to and, break break into Jed Shepard's house versus trying to like suss out secrets from Jed. Exactly, and and I, you know, I don't know how well you know Jan's, but he's very persistent. And I'm oh, okay. Well, she makes. I better move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wait till wait till we find out more about her. I think there's like she's such an interesting creation, and like when I because obviously again, Jim Henson's Creature Shop is not the easiest thing to do, especially for someone who's again never made a game before. I had no relationship with Jim Henson's Creature Shop before this game. And obviously, they're, they're very expensive. They're very, very expensive. Um, so I had to use every ounce of charm I've ever had. And when I had a meeting with them and I, and I said, okay, I know this is a fraction of what you would usually get, but hear me out. This is the story of the long lady. This is the legend of the long lady. And they sat there and they listened. And by the end of it, they were like, okay, we'll do it. Uh, and for less less than mate rates, because they were just so into this story that I think is 
one of the well, I'm, I'm very biased, but it's one of the most interesting antagonist stories like um, I've seen in 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 a video game. Um, yeah, and that that's why I think that she is something that can spin off into more than just video games. Um, I think she's ripe for for film. She's ripe for TV, for other forms of media. Um, yeah, so I think the long lady is going to be around. A lot longer than I am. She's a little star, isn't she? Like, yeah. Set her up with like a backstage interview or something. Yeah. Like, one of those still cares and prop her up in it. Oh yeah. She needs her own interview at this point. <laughs> well, um, I'm her agent, so uh, so yeah, I can arrange that. I think. Imagine in like 50 years, you go to your estranged uncle's will reading and you get a 14 foot tall fucking long lady. It's like, oh, he left you this. He said you'd enjoy it. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. That'll be brilliant. But I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing um, there will be people who will try and make their, their own long lady or, or she's right for cosplay. I mean, and even the, the five ladies from a host, like, the kind of uniforms they wear in um, in ghosts. I, I designed it specifically so it's very easy to cosplay them. It's a black boiler suit with a ghost logo on it and their name, and that's it. Um, very Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be a real surprise to people exactly what this game is is about. And I've been very careful not to reveal too much about it. Um, for a number of reasons, but like one of the reasons is because it's evolving all the time. It's evolving in the edit. It's evolving as uh, I play the demo and, and notice other things that can happen and, and other interactive things that can happen. So, yeah, I, I don't want to kind of tell people something that isn't true. So, um, yeah. In, in this world, in the year of our Lord 2021... It's hard to keep anything secret, so it's very admirable that I can't Google the long lady and immediately get, like, 4K shots of her face and every other part. Like, that's an impressive feat. Yeah, I mean, on set, um, because we're all friends, it's, it's going to be very, very unlikely that someone will try and sneak out a photo Um and yeah, and like I say, like she's only revealed at very short moments um, when we make sure no one's got a, like a phone around. Um, because yeah, it's it's like if she gets revealed, then it'll just spoil the entire game um, for for a number of reasons. But I, like, yeah, it's 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 a really interesting thing because I've never done anything with a like a an antagonist this interesting before and and kind of the way i came up with it is i had a meeting with a24 the the film company and they were telling me that they wanted um i know they make these real kind of niche high concept horror movies but they were telling me that what they really want to do is have their own nightmare on elm street they want a franchise like everyone does everyone wants their own nightmare on elm street and so and what they were talking about is having an antagonist that is really empathetic, which really three-dimensional, um, even though that antagonist may do horrible things. There's something likable about that. And it's 
it's rare that you get that. It's only five, six times in the whole of horror history you have an antagonist that is like universally loved. Um, so I try to take the elements of all my favourite antagonists and and what and why they're loved um, and apply it to to this. So um, so yeah, so you'll you'll see if it's successful or not. But um, I, I love that. I love the idea that the urban legend of the long lady will feel like it's already that it already exists long before the game. That's what I'm trying to establish that this urban legend of a creature that appears um, in times of tra- tragedy, and if you look at her face, you die. Um, that it was always there, especially on this one particular street in London, for some reason. Um, yeah. And it's actually quite a frightening prospect. Like, if, if you imagine you're on the street and you're a neighbour, and this 14-foot-tall woman is looking through your window, and if you catch her face, you're dead. It's it's quite it's quite a scary prospect. Well, a- Abby and I are both very tall, and if you walk down our streets and see our faces, uh, you actually die as well. Mm-hmm. That's why we work from home. We don't get out very much. Um, I did base it on you guys. To be fair, I, I do need to give you guys some royalties or something. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, in the credits, just tall inspiration, just tall inspiration. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you, can, you can model on the side of houses too. Uh, what's crazy as I'm sitting here and we're we're talking about the the secrets and such, and I was like, well, I'll show Jed wrong. He doesn't know. So I googled the tall lady or the long lady, and um, it's just Lady D from Resident Evil Eight. Like that's it. Like I'm not complaining, but that's it. Jans, I I literally did the exact same thing, and yeah. I was like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like maybe there's one one from like back in May that Jed posted um, at the end of the Kickstarter. That's like a really shadowy. You can see a form, but that's like it. Um, yeah, and that, and that is just <laughs> making me like want to see more details. So it, it it works whenever you go. Everybody at home listening to this, if you go Google, I I'll prove fucking Jed Shepard wrong. I'll Google the long lady. Nope. You're going to get a lot of Lady Dimitrescu, and you're going to get more hype about seeing the full thing whenever the game comes out. It's it's a marketing yeah. tactic that he's using on all of us right now. We were fools. <laughs> we fell for it. It's, I'm, I'm, uh, glad it I'm glad it works. And, like, if you just if you just imagine, like, like it, before the age of, of the internet, like, it's, it, everything's on the tip of our fingertips now, and it's I think it's a shame because everything's spoiled. Like the spoilers that people are coming out with for that new Spider-Man film, it's it's ruining people's days. Like I was, I just don't want this spoiled. I, I, and I'm working with a whole with a bunch of really cool people who will not who believe in this and who believe in me and who believe in ghosts and who are trying their very best to make sure that this isn't spoiled. And of course, I'm. I bet you because we. I do have to do a couple of pickups with the long lady and it is a public thing. I bet you something will leak. I bet you it will just from some random person. It will leak. Um, but hopefully the photo they take is sketchy is grainy and that will just add to the law. So, <laughs> um, because if it's crystal clear, then that might spoil things a bit, a bit, but yeah, no, I'm happy with how it's going so far and uh, how we've managed to keep the secrets um, secret. 
yeah, no matter how the game does or anything else, you have already accomplished probably the greatest feat of the 21st century, and that is keeping something secret on the internet in 2021. You're, it's you. You're the first to do it. <laughs> you did it. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and just the fact that Limited Run Games are releasing this on all formats as well is just really... Uh, it, it kind of means a lot, because I love Limited Run Games, so just the fact that they believe in it enough to just put it out there to the widest possible audiences. For, for my very first game as well, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Do you know what price you're going to be shipping at? I think, I can't actually remember how much we're charging because it's, it's different for different formats. Um, I can't remember. I think it's around the twenty nine ninety nine mark for the standard game. And then there's collector's editions and, and things like that. Which add on to it. I think the standard game's twenty nine ninety nine, and maybe digital it might be, and I may be wrong, but it might be twenty pound. I don't know. Yeah, which seems reasonable yeah. for the experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that um, your, you know, the uh, the marketing that you'll have to do and like this, the the, the keeping up and trying to get sales is going to be different than it was for host because host was primarily like. A streaming service, so you had Shutter, you know, kind of already pushing it, and then you know, basically, you just had to convince people to jump onto the subscription service. Do you think it's going to be different for trying to sell a twenty dollar or thirty dollar game that people have to each buy individually? I'm not. We've already sold thousands in, in pre order, so um, that's what, even if it stops there, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, anything else is a bonus, really. Um, but I, I think again, it's like word of mouth, really, and uh, I think it may bring over some people who don't normally play games as well, just to who are fans of Host, um, who, who will play it. And I think there'll be a lot of curious people who will play it uh, just to experience an unusual game, especially that it's locked at 10 p.m. and and that's the beauty because it starts at 10 p.m. If you die, you have to wait till the next day. This isn't something you can start again because it's a live TV show. If something goes wrong, that's it. You have to you have to wait till 10 p.m. the next day. So I think there's a collaboration element there where people will tell people. Be some people will be extremely frustrated, and yeah, it's frustrating when you mess up at your job, and your job is to to keep this TV show going to keep everyone alive. Um, but then the next day, you will be a little bit more smarter because you've probably Googled, you've probably spoken to other people who've played the game, you've gone on Reddit, you've gone on Discord, um, and you'll, you'll try again, and you'll see different things. Everyone will see different things because there's so much going on. You can, you can genuinely just follow one of, the, one of the ladies through the entire game and not, look, and not really interact with anything else if you want to, just to see their story. So there's various different ways you can you can you can kind of play this game too, um, but I am under no like I I don't know how the game's going to do. Um, obviously, I have my personal estimate in my mind, um, um, doing comparisons with other kind of similarish games, but you just don't know. You, you really just don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm excited. It's, it's it's like really exciting to see how it will do. So, because a lot of the people that um, you know listen are other game developers, what like you you where, what's your primary like market that you're trying to hit through your distribution? Like, are you primarily selling to conventions or through limited run, or are you like what what kind of platform are you trying to use to promote the product? 
yeah, limited runs kind of taking care of all of that. And um, like I said, with with host, we didn't have a marketing budget we, we at all. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of do what I normally do and just um, promote it through my own methods. And there's no real game plan. I don't really have a game plan when it comes to the marketing this. I think it kind of markets itself and. Um, and like I said, when when I announced the game, I got an interview with Rolling Stone, like a triple page spread in Edge magazine. Just like I, it'll, I think it will just take care of itself. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to like push it too much. It'll find it'll find its audience. And I'm coming from like like the independent horror film world. Like people will find it if it's good. People will find it. So I hope the right audience finds it. Well, as we're coming up on the end of our hour. Jed, where can people find you and ghosts on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere at Jed Shepherd. That's J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. To find out by ghosts, we don't have a proper ghosts website. I would say go to Limited Run Games um, and follow all the links from there. Visible Games is also another option. There are ghost things you can find on the web but i will let you find that for yourself because that's part of the fun um and there's uh where you can find information um but yeah happy happy hunting really and the, the game comes out in a in two and a half months time three months time so it's not long to wait and like i said there's things coming out before the game to uh color the world a little bit so you find out a little bit more about the um the legend and what's the official release date? February twenty second, twenty twenty. Yep, two 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 two. <laughs> All right, Abby, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me uh, at Twitter on uh, the username under Scrunchy, and then Instagram Scruncher Speakeasy, and uh, pretty much everywhere else. Ted, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, at Dread Henschke. Nice. And uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at HorrorPlayed or hanging out at DreadXP underscore. Um, pretty much it. Yeah, those are the two places. Um, Sucker for Love Prelude came out today. It's available now mm-hmm. on Steam. It's free. Uh, you can go check that oh, yeah. out. We can plug our go game get a little her. bit. Yeah, go pick it up before uh, Sucker for Love First Date drops January 13th. Yeah, play that one. That one's going to be great. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you can check out the Prelude right now. Jed, you can check out the Prelude right now for free. Oh, I will. Thanks. It's a <laughs> yeah, game where yeah, you, you should. where you try to get a kiss from anime girl Cthulhu. It is very funny. Even if you're not a fan of visual novels, it is well-written. It's, ama- it's an amazing time. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I'll do that. Um, but yeah. Thank you for coming on again, Jed. Uh, I hope to speak with you again after Ghost launches, and uh, I'd like to sure. sit down again and talk about it because you're okay. probably one of my favorite people to talk to. You're just so oh, so British, so. yeah, just so politely British <laughs> about your horror games. Like we have a developer at DreadXP who's making like a dark fantasy game, and uh, uh-huh. British British devs just the like most polite people. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Um, and by then, I will probably be able to talk about the next game as well. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. 
Very excited for that. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and Jed Shepard, play us out. Um, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. <laughs>